Here is another powerful message from New Vision Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. To hear the rest of this series and others, join us at newvisionlife.com. When we think about what Christ has done, it forces us to ask ourselves a question. And that question is this, why would Christ come to the most unlikely of places, to the most unlikeliest of people? Why would he choose shepherds to display his glory? Why would he invite shepherds to tell everyone about the coming of Christ? Why would he do something so audacious, something so full of grace and mercy? Why? And here's the answer. Because Jesus came to invite the least likely to play a part in the greatest story. And that is good news for every single one of us. Why is that good news for us all? Because at some point in our lives and at some point on this journey, we have all felt like the outcasts, the undesirables, and the ones that didn't measure up. And so when Christ revealed himself to these shepherds, the least of these, the most unlikeliest of people at the most unlikeliest of places, for us, we were able to recognize and realize that maybe, just maybe, there is room for us all in this Christmas story. It says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. These shepherds for so long have felt like the outsiders, have felt like the bystanders. All of a sudden on this night, they were now invited to be participants. Know this. You no longer have to be a bystander that watches the glory of a king. You no longer have to be the outsider that's not invited in. Now, because of what Christ has done, we have been invited to be participants. You have been invited to be a participant. Verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Notice, for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. See, this gift wasn't given to the shepherds because they deserved it. See, this gift was never based on the recipients, but it was always based on the giver. It was never based on our merit, but it has always been based on the mercy of a good king. And so this gift was given freely. This gift was given and it changed everything. This gift was a picture of grace. The Christmas story is a story 
of grace, getting something that we do not deserve. And if you are anything like me, we have a hard time receiving a gift that we don't deserve. Like, think about it when you receive a gift. Typically, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have. Or, oh, you didn't have to. Or, oh, I don't even know what to do with this. Listen, God knows that he didn't have to, but he did it because he loves you. He gave you something that was far beyond expectation because God loves you. And he displayed grace in an outlandish and an audacious way. This grace that invites the outsiders in. This grace who invites those who are far away to come near. This grace for those who have felt excluded are now included through this gift of grace. Verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told. See, the shepherds responded to this gift. Why would they respond to this gift? Because this was an amazing gift. When you get something good at Christmas, you can't help but respond, amen? Like when you get something that you did not expect and when you get something that far exceeds every expectation that you have ever had, you can't help but respond. And these shepherds, because for so long they were the outsider, for so long they were the ones that never got the invitation. So when they got this invitation to behold the king, they responded to that invitation. Because it's an invitation that they had never gotten before, and it was the best gift that they have ever received. The gift was so amazing that the shepherds were changed by the gift. You might go, Nick, well, how do you know the shepherds were changed by the gift? Well, in verse 20, it said the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. That is not a normal shepherd response, everybody. Shepherds didn't go around just glorifying and praising God all the time. That was not their norm. But you know what happens when you receive a gift that far exceeds expectation? It changes you. So you no longer are the way you used to be because the gift was that good. The shepherds got the most amazing gift that they had ever received, and they were changed by it. That is what the gift of Jesus does. When you receive it, it changes you. Last week, we were in a meeting, and we were talking through the Christmas story. And I know none of you in here are like this, but um, sometimes the Christmas story, I'm like, I've heard that before. I know y'all aren't like that. Y'all probably further along in your sanctification than I am. But there are sometimes, like even when I'm watching the Peanuts Christmas with Charlie Brown and Linus walks out with his blanket and he goes, I know what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You're like, here we go again, Linus. 
But what's amazing about scripture to me, it's amazing how every time you read it, you glean something different. Right? You're like, when did they put that verse in the Bible? Praise God. That's just the Holy Spirit revealing something that you are now able to receive. Because maybe now you're able to do something with it. And so we were talking, and I think Pastor Brady was the one who was reading this passage, and he got to verse 16, and I guess I just heard it with new ears because it struck me in a way that it never struck me before. And you might sit there after I read the verse, you might be like, Nick, I mean, that's kind of the crux of the Christmas story. What's wrong with you? Don't judge me, okay? But verse 16 says this. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. See, a manger was the feeding trough for the animals. It's where you, the animals came to eat a meal. And for so often, I've read this passage and just totally just passed right by that. But for some reason, on this day, I was able to hear this in a different way because I thought to myself, it's not an accident that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on his entry into this earth was placed in a feeding trough. Because here's the deal. Because of his sacrifice, because of his presence, we have all been invited to the table. And he is the offering on that table that allows for all of us to come and dine and worship the glory of a king. And I was thinking about that and I thought to him, man, so when he entered the world, he was on this, in this feeding trough, an offering for us all to come and dine. And then one of his last conversations he had with his closest followers and his closest friends, he's going to bring this back up. And he's going to take a meal that they had known in Jewish culture, that they had partaken in before, but yet he was going to do something that had never been done. He was going to fulfill it. And he was sitting there with his closest friends, and he said, you see this bread? This represents my body that is going to be broken on your behalf. And then he took the wine and he poured the wine and he said, this wine represents my blood that will be poured out on your behalf. See, he entered the world as a meal and he left the world as a meal. And when we come and partake, we are invited to the table. And so we get an opportunity on this Christmas Eve to be reminded of the sacrifice of a king that through his life, that through his sacrifice, that through his grace and his mercy, he has invited all. Who's included, included in all? Everybody. He has invited us all to dine at the table. In just a moment, our ushers are going to give you some bread and some juice and in a moment, we're going to take it together so we can be reminded that this sacrifice and this gift changed everything. So now everybody's invited to the table if we're willing to accept it. And so I'm going to take these next few moments. I'm just going to pray over this time. And when the elements are passed and as you sit there and 
Our worship team sings over us as we prepare our hearts and our mind for this gift that is illustrated through the Lord's Supper. I pray that maybe you just spend some time saying, thank you, Jesus, that you invited a person such as me to be a part of the greatest story ever. Thank you that you've invited me to dine at your table. Thank you that you have changed everything. Thank you that the gift of you is a game changer. I invite you to pray with me. Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you do. Lord, my prayer for us is that the Christmas story never becomes a story that is old or out of date because, Lord, you remind us of your gospel day in and day out. Lord, may we pay close attention. May we not miss this invitation. May we celebrate that we've been invited to the table to die and a king has been offered. So, Jesus, in the next few moments, remind us of your grace. Remind us of your mercy and may we always remember that it was never based on our merit because we are undeserving and we don't measure up but we don't have to because our king did and our king offered himself as a sacrifice so that we could dine at the table of a king Jesus be with us in this time remind us of how good you are and we pray all these things in your name amen Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this message, we'd like to invite you to one of our Sunday morning services. We meet at 820, 940, and 11 a.m. If you would like more information or would like to watch or listen to more of our services, please visit us online at newvisionlive.com. This broadcast is brought to you by New Vision Baptist Church, where our mission is guiding people to lives of gospel transformation.